We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Monday, March the 20th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet on today's show how sweep it is as South Carolina takes all three games in Athens, Georgia against the Bulldogs. I'll break down everything that happened as the Yardcocks start SEC play with a perfect 3-0 and record. Guys, I'll give my full takeaways from the weekend that was. Also, we'll hand out the weekly Ooh Ooh Series MVP award. We'll also talk slap dig of the weekend. Who's hot? Who's not? And I'll talk what's next from Mark Kingston's club as well. Also, South Carolina women's basketball is headed to the Sweet 16. Yet again, as South Carolina picks up a pair of wins over the weekend over Norfolk State and South Florida. Guys, I'll talk about the games in their entirety. Also, look ahead to who South Carolina may be playing as they continue and they advance to the next round. Guys, we've got a packed show for you here on this Monday. Of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TS. US to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players and you can win it to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So for example, you can take the over on LeBron. Parlay with the under on the homes. They've got college sports, pro sports, guys, anything and everything you can think of. They have got it with our friends over at Price Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
break out the brooms here on this Monday because the Yardcocks are 3-0. and How sweep it is, especially when it comes against our hated rivals, the Georgia Bulldogs. To hell with Georgia. We're smoking on that dog pack, and we're celebrating victories all across all sports this weekend, folks. It feels good to be good. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up show as always. And this, my friends, is a celebratory Monday for many, many reasons, which we shall get into throughout the course of this show. Again, guys, I hope this show does find you well. I'm going to where you are, what you're doing. Hope you had a fantastic weekend watching all of the college basketball, both men's and women's, watching South Carolina baseball, of course, and also college baseball as a whole. SEC play beginning, and my goodness, the dramatics across the league. Kentucky sweeps Mississippi State. How about Missouri? At the time we're recording this, Missouri is winning game three. They've already taken the series from the Tennessee Volunteers. Florida takes two of three from Alabama. You've got, uh, who else? LSU takes two of three from Texas A&M. All Paul Skeens does is throw the baseball 100 miles an hour. What are some other series? I don't know. A cra- oh, Vanderbilt sweeping Ole Miss. A crazy weekend in the SEC. And guys, this is why. I was so excited for conference play to get going because like I told you guys before, this is where you start to separate the men from the boys, the contenders from the pretenders, and it is absolutely bonkers each and every single week. And it makes for great television, great content, great entertainment, and we're going to be here every single step of the way each and every single weekend. But again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate all the love, all the support, and that's where I want to start as we begin with our housekeeping items, as we always do, guys. I want to say thank you all so much. The live stream watch-alongs, yet again, were a massive success. And the positive feedback that I'm getting, it continues to pour out and and, and flood our mentions, flood our DMs, if you will. And I just want to say thank you all so much. Number one, for tuning in. Number two, also, though, the feedback. You know, I value you guys' feedback greatly, and I love to hear things you like, things you don't like, things you want to see improve, what have you. And so, for you guys to be so interactive and giving us feedback, and you know, I know the weekend schedule was kind of crazy with the Friday game getting postponed and the doubleheader on Saturday, but uh, we had great crowds tune in to all three of the live stream watch-alongs, and I had an absolute blast doing them, by the way. So, again, thank you all so much. It was an incredible time, a lot of fun, and it's especially a lot of fun when you win all three games, right? Especially when the last two are via run rule. (laughs) That's a good time as well against the hated Georgia Bulldogs. But either way, guys, thank you all so much. The live stream watch-alongs will continue to be a thing. I'm not going to guarantee and promise that they will be like an every weekend thing, but definitely for some of the bigger series, when the schedule does work out, when the schedule does align, we will continue to do these live stream watch-alongs because, again, they have been a massive success And it's all because of you guys, your love and your support. So again, guys, thank you all so much. I appreciate it. And if you do have any other feedback, please let me know. Would love to hear from each and every single one of you. Final thing, guys. Hey, how about this? The TSUS Spring Tour with our friends at Carolina Ale House begins this week, Thursday. That is March the 23rd in Columbia, South Carolina. 
The Carolina Alehouse location in Harbison, if you're familiar with that, all of the details are on social media, pinned to the top of our social media pages. Guys, things will get going Thursday night at 6 o'clock. There is no baseball game on Thursday night, by the way. So we'll be there rocking, selling merch. We'll be chatting with you guys. I will have the speaker and the microphone on hand. So probably what we'll do, we'll do a little meet and greet, mingle, if you will, for the first hour, hour and a half or so. Around 7.30 or 8 o'clock, I'll go behind the mic, take your questions, do a little Q&A, give you guys some business updates, life updates, uh, sport updates, obviously, as we look ahead of the weekend, the SEC baseball series against Missouri. But uh, going to be a good time. Again, the tour was a massive success last summer. Cannot wait to see the reception we get this spring. So, again, it begins this Thursday. And if you want to see the full schedule, head over again to social media. All the dates are there. Or reach out to me and I'll let you know. But it'll get going at 6 o'clock. The Carolina Alehouse location in Harbison in Columbia, South Carolina. That is this Thursday, March the 23rd. And we'll go Columbia the next Thursday. We will go, I believe it's downtown Greenville. The next one, Woodruff Road, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, guys, you can see the full schedule via our social media or reach out to me directly. But this Thursday in Columbia, really excited to come back to the capital city and get this thing kicked off the right way. With that being said, let's kick off this show the right way. And that's talking... South Carolina's, guys, not just sweep, but domination of the Georgia Bulldogs at Foley Field after a tough game one of the doubleheader on Saturday in which the Gamecocks were able to come from behind and win that game 5-4 to four, thanks to Michael Braswell, by the way, who I feel like almost got lost in the shuffle because of the blowout wins in games two and three. But after that, after his heroics and after finding a way and winning anyway, right, five to four in game one, South Carolina explodes for a couple of run rule victories, not just victories, run rule victories. And if you're not familiar with the new run rule, if a team is up by 10 or more after seven complete innings, the game is over, right? It's like peewee baseball rules for those that uh, that are familiar with that. But if you're up by 10 or more and you get to the seventh inning after seven, the game is over. The Gamecocks did that twice to Georgia, winning in the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday by a score of 12 to two. And then on Sunday, 12 to one. Again, of course, both those run rule victories. I mean, an incredible, and I mean, an incredible weekend. And guys, I, I talked about this coming into the weekend because I was happily wrong as I just picked South Carolina to simply win two of three. Thought it would be a really competitive back and forth series. And I think you saw that in game one, right? But we also talked about Georgia's pitching depth or lack thereof. And if you could knock out Jaden Woods and Liam Sullivan, you were going to give yourself a great chance with the arms you had, the way you're swinging the sticks. And while you didn't necessarily do that to Jaden Woods, give South Carolina's hitters a lot of credit for what they did to Liam Sullivan. I think knocking him out in either the third or the fourth inning in that ball game. Guys, get this. An astonishing stat. South Carolina hit 323 on the weekend with a 645 slugging percentage. We have not seen that type of offense. And I don't care who you're playing, by the way, because it's it's crazy. It, it, I don't know why people want to, you know, is Georgia LSU, are they Tennessee, are they one of the upper echelon elite teams in the SEC right now? I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for certain. But to go on the road and dominate in the way in which you did, 
and to hit 323 with all of the bombs you hit while doing so, folks, as loud a start to SEC play as you could have imagined, right? And now the Gamecocks sit 20-1, and which is the best start for the Yardcocks since the 2000 team started 22-0. and Here's another crazy stat. Lot of, lots of crazy stats coming out of this weekend. The Gamecocks swept Georgia and Athens for the first time since 2010. I think we all know what happened later that season. Carolina now leads the nation with 20 wins. And get this one, guys, maybe the craziest stat of all. The Gamecocks now have 56 home runs on the season. The 2022 team, they had 58 all year. One more time. South Carolina, through 21 games, has 56 home runs. The 2022 team, last year's team, they had 58 the entire season. 55 games worth. And so I was getting texts all weekend long. Chris, I mean, is it really just Monty Lee? Is Monty Lee like the, the hitting whisperer? Is he a hitting guru? Like what has happened with South Carolina? And so let's look at this weekend. What happened? And I think, guys, you know, we talked about how pivotal the non-conference was and building confidence. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a confident ball club. I think Monty's Lee, Monty Lee's voice, excuse me, has definitely made a major impact in this clubhouse. But also, let's give Mark Kingston some credit. You did completely flip the roster practically, right? Insert Will McGillis. Insert Gavin Cassis. Insert Caleb Denny. Guys like Talmadge LeCroy are a year older. Guys like Cole Messina are a year older. Guys like Carson Hornung are a year older. Then you add in a stud freshman like an Ethan Petrie. You add in a Will Tippett. I didn't even mention Dylan Brewer, right? Jonathan French from the transfer portal. Braylon Wimmer, who returns as a cornerstone piece of your team. We talked about it all preseason long. We knew this was a talented ball club. And if they did not win this year, it wasn't because there was a lack of talent. It was because there was a disconnect behind closed doors yet again, specifically swinging the stick. That disconnect does not seem to be there. You give a lot of credit to Monty Lee. You also give credit to Mark Kingston. You have to. I don't think it'd be fair to mount all the blame on him if you were losing and to give him none of the credit if you are winning because obviously Mark Kingston was able to put his ego to the side and do what was best for the ball club, which was bring Monty Lee in, let him have a greater voice in regards to talking, hitting, preaching, hitting, and you got some damn good guys swinging the sticks, and lo and behold, look what happens. You combine that with a much improved defensive ball club with your athleticism in the field. Cole Messina also, I think, has done a great job behind the dish. Oh, and by the way, you also factor in a dominant pitching staff with tons of depth, and you get the product we are seeing right now. Now, did I see us starting 20-1? and one? No, I did not. But I'm not totally shocked at the output that we are seeing right now. 
Let's start with that first game, though, because I think Michael Braswell's name is not being talked about enough because without that, who knows how this series goes. Georgia was so demoralized after that first game, guys. I mean, it really just felt like it was a snowball effect. You jump on them in game two, and that was really all she wrote. That was all she wrote. The dogs didn't have the answer on the mound. But that at bat from Michael Braswell, right, that at bat, to come into the game when, and he even said he was surprised that he came in. Righty on righty matchup, he was surprised he got the opportunity. To come into that situation, you lost your starting job, you haven't really played all year, and when you have, it hasn't gone all that great, and you come up with one of the most clutch knocks of the season to this point to give South Carolina the lead. I mean, that really speaks to his character. That speaks to the character of this ball club. They're bought in. They're playing for each other. Again, it's not really shocking to me because I knew and we knew this team was talented. Now, did I expect the power numbers to be quite what they are? Not necessarily, but the good news is this, and I think we can all agree, it doesn't feel as feast or famine as it was in 2021 because I know a lot of people have tried to point to that. Now, could South Carolina cut down on the strikeouts? You know, absolutely. You go and look. Uh, the Gamecocks in game one struck out 12 times. In game two, you struck out six times. So that's 18. And then in game three, you struck out nine times with 27 strikeouts over the three games, which honestly, guys, an SEC play as good as the arms are, if you can keep it under double-digit strikeouts per game. And I We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Know that sounds crazy, especially for the old heads of baseball. But uh, with how good the pitching is, if you can keep it under double digits per game in regards to strikeouts, you're about average. You know what I mean? You're about average. I'm not going to say you're great, but you're about average, right? But the Gamecocks able to capitalize. I mean, there's so many dudes. You go down this list of guys that had great weekends. Uh, Gavin Cassis with a pair of home runs on Sunday's game. Uh, you know, Ethan Petrie, my God. I mean, just not all freshmen are built equally. 
Ethan Petrie is a prime example of that. You then look at Talmadge, LeCroy, Carson, Hornung, Braylon, Wimmer. It's the same guys. Cole Messina contributing to the power there. I thought Will Tippett, by the way, guys, was another great youngster. I thought he played well in his opportunities. Caleb Denny even got it going later in the weekend. So many dudes contributing to this series sweep. And again, winning a series, I, I want to explain this so people get it. Winning a series on the road in the SEC is a very, very big deal. And I thought the announcer did a good job on Sunday breaking this down where it's like, if you can win all of your home series and then on the road just don't get swept, hey, you're right at that 15 and 15, 16 and 14 mark. And I know some might say, what a defeatist mentality, guys. Even Ray Tanner, even Ray Tanner was talking to somebody about this over the weekend. They told me Ray Tanner even would say, just don't get swept on the road. That was his mentality. Just don't get swept on the road. Because it's so hard to win on the road in the SEC. So not only do you not get swept, not only do you win the series, but you sweep. And I talked about this, guys. After the series against Penn, it reigns even more so true in this instance. The difference, in my opinion, between a good season and a potentially great season is when you do get the opportunity. You win those first two games, And I'm not saying that, you know, like LSU, for example, they're not going to have a great season because they lost game three to A&M. But when you do get the opportunity, you're up 2-0, and in game three, you've got the pitching depth and the mentality and the grit to take that third game against what's inevitably a desperate bunch of guys, right? They don't want to get swept on their home field, might I add you. And you're able to... Put your foot on their throat and keep it there and take that third game and get the serious sweep and you're on the road? Guys, Georgia may not be the best team you play in the conference this season. They're they're not. They're not. They're not going to be the best team you play. But take nothing away from going on the road and doing what you did and the fashion in which you did it. Guys, I mean, this is the equivalent to, dare I say, and I hate to say it and plug your ears if you must, but is this not kind of the equivalent to what Georgia did to South Carolina on the football field? I mean, I hate to say that, but it's, it's at least in this instance, it's reversed. And the Gamecocks are the one, we're the ones laughing about it, right? Again, offensively, so many guys making major contributions. Um, you know, the way that, uh, you know, the way you swung it. I mean, to hit over 300 in SEC play is just, it's just incredible. And then on the pitching side of things, you know, I thought Will Sanders, guys, was solid on Friday. I thought he, or excuse me, on Saturday, game one, I thought he was solid. I thought Jerzenbeck looked really, really good in relief. Your relief pitching, by the way, all weekend was fantastic. You didn't have to use a whole lot of it because Noah Hall went a CG, and then James Hicks cleaned up the, uh, the, the final game, that final inning, if you will. He pitched twice this weekend, threw one and a third innings, and was absolutely unhittable as he normally is. But uh, Chris Veach and Eli Jerzenbeck were the other two. Those two guys threw really well. I really love what I'm seeing from Jerzenbeck. He is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the stuff is just filthy. I mean, we've been seeing it all year, but the stuff is filthy. But your three starters, you know, I, th- I thought Sanders was solid, guys. And I don't think, I know there's still some people clamoring, hey, get him out of that Friday slot. Let's move Noah Hall. I don't think that was enough for him to lose the spot. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to Again, show why he he's not pitching terribly. I think that's the tough thing about Will Sanders. He's not pitching terribly, right? He's not pitching terribly. He, he's just not Paul Skeens. 
he's just not you know he, he's just not uh you know Brandon Sprode over at Florida he, he's not doing those things and so I understand why people may be looking from afar and saying well why is Will Sanders not doing that all we've heard is first rounder this golden spikes that preseason all-american this Will Sanders is throwing the ball well enough he's not throwing it great but he's throwing it well enough right but then you turn around, and I think you're in a great position, though, because the competition within that starting rotation, you then turn around and you go watch Noah Hall and what he did. Oh, no big deal. Just a CG, two earned runs, five strikeouts, ho-hum, no big deal, 105 pitches, Noah Hall doing Noah Hall things. And then Jack Mahoney. I mean, his best start, I think, thus far this season, six innings pitched, six hits, one run, one earned, one walk, six strikeouts, and a clean 84 pitches. His only run he gave up was the solo shot to the kid, Charlie Condone, who's hitting over 500 for Georgia. But all around, guys, this was an ass-whooping. I, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. This was an absolute ass-kicking. And, and I'm sitting here all weekend long, I was saying this, guys. You know, I, I've been very patient in regards to saying, hey, it's really early in the season. It's really early in the season. Don't book your flights to Omaha yet. Let's Let's not crown them yet. Let's let this thing play out. As each inning passes, I am getting closer, and I know I tweeted it, but I am getting closer and closer and closer to saying audibly that South Carolina baseball, dare I say, is, are we back? Are, are we back? Is it, Can we get permission to say we're back? Are we back? I want to say we're back. I think we're back. I, I really think with this group of guys, we are back. In baseball, I think what's scary it is a game. There's two types of people, those who are humbled and those who are about to be. So the challenge now for this group moving forward is staying even keel, keeping a level head, not thinking you've arrived because you swept your opening series. It's okay to feel good because it feels good to be good, as we all know. But this is just the beginning. There's a lot of work to do. Hey, look at what happened to Tennessee this weekend. Look at what happened to the Tennessee Volunteers. And I actually want to, while we're on the air, check the score of that game. Uh, here we go. Bottom of the six. This is live as we're recording. Missouri leads this game six to one over the Tennessee Volunteers. So Missouri's not going to be an easy series next weekend. More on that in just a second. But uh, it feels good to be good right now. To take down your arch rival, the Georgia Bulldogs, in that fashion, you know, I, I know that baseball doesn't move the needle like football, and so we're not going to have people, you know, talking trash and bragging rights the way we would if South kind of won this game on the football field. But, uh, yeah, this one this one feels really nice. And if you got any Georgia buddies, definitely rub it in their face because it is to hell with Georgia. That dog pack is getting smoked. I can assure you of that. Guys, let's move into our ooh, ooh series MVP award. And there are so many guys that I could give this to. I got to go with the freshman Ethan Petrie, though. What a weekend for him. A man on fire. Six for 13. He hit 462 on the weekend. Three home runs, seven RBI. It felt like everything he hit, he crushed the baseball. And guys, dare I say, the best freshman slugger for the Gamecocks since. Probably Christian Walker. I mean, he's really swinging it that well. 
He's doing things that Christian Walker did in his time at South Carolina, especially as a freshman when Walker hit in the three-hole in the College World Series as a true freshman. Ethan Petrie, a phenomenal weekend. But I also want to give an honorable mention. Oot, oot. I want to give a a little bit lower, but an honorable mention to Michael Braswell. I, I really do. I really do. Because, again, without his knock, without his knock in that first game, who knows how the rest of the series goes. Georgia has all the momentum if they win game one. Gamecocks are down in the dumps. I mean, at minimum, you only win two of three. So who knows how that series goes. Michael Braswell's heroics set all that up. I think he deserves a lot of credit for what happened. But again, our ooh, ooh, series MVP award, Ethan Petrie, and it's well deserved. Let's move into the slap dicks of the weekend. And I am very happy to anoint my friends over at 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast, our slap dicks of the weekend. And this is all in good fun, by the way. I love these guys, Ben, Dimitri. We've had them both on the podcast. Very knowledgeable dudes. They do a great job talking college baseball over there at 11.7. But both of those gentlemen, both of them, both of them, which shocked me, picked Georgia to win this series. Need I say more? Need I say more? So the 11.7 boys, welcome to the wrath of Gamecock fans. I even texted them and said, hey, man, uh, sorry, not sorry for all the South Carolina fans in your mentions. You earned it. You earned it. So next time, don't doubt the Yardcock. Slap dicks of the weekend, 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast. Let's get into who's hot, who's not. We'll start with who's hot. Will McGillis, great weekend for him. Five for 10, hit 500 on the weekend. Two home runs, five RBI. His numbers, of course, rival that of Ethan Petries. McGillis with two home runs in the final game. Who's not? Going to go with Caleb Denny. It was tough to pick somebody. He went two for 10, right? Hit 200 on the weekend. One of those hits was a bunt. Uh, had two RBIs. And that just goes to show you our who's not of the weekend. He still contributed in that final game. Had five strikeouts on the weekend. As we look ahead to what's next for the Yardcock. Tomorrow night, Gamecocks travel up to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the Charlotte 49ers in a neutral site game at Truist Field. Should be a lot of fun. First pitch for that one is at 6.05. And then this weekend... Carolina, the first SEC home series of the 2023 season as Mark Kingston's club takes on the Missouri Tigers, who again are red hot right now. It looks like they are about to sweep the Tennessee Volunteers. So that is going to be an intense series, and I think maybe even a tougher one than all of us expected. But again, guys, it feels good to be good. What a start! to SEC play, smoke them if you got them, and to hell with the Georgia Bulldogs. Finally, guys, before we get out of here, let's move off of baseball. And I talked about how sweet it is. Well, how about how sweet it is as well? Because the women's basketball team is headed to the Sweet 16. By the way, it's right here in Greenville. Not sure if any Gamecock fans will be headed up to the upstate to watch those games. But uh, South Carolina advances to the Sweet 16 after beating Norfolk State and South Florida on Friday and Sunday, respectively, the num the uh, excuse me the scores in those games. Carolina beats Norfolk State seventy two to forty and beats USF after a slow start. Beats them seventy six to forty five again. It feels good to be good, and I think the biggest storyline of the weekend is the final game at Colonial Life Arena for the Freshies, as they call them, for players like Aaliyah Boston. What a career. I mean, what a career. Absolutely phenomenal. And again, the Gamecocks taking care of business like we thought they would, but the quest 
to the national championship continues as South Carolina now prepares for Sweet 16 and Elite 8 play. And after that, guys, it's on to the big show with the Final Four and the national championship. So we'll be following all along. We'll take place this weekend. We shall see South Carolina is either going to play Oklahoma or UCLA. They'll play the winner of that ball game, and we'll keep you up to date with all the details of that game and the rest of the games upcoming this weekend as well. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. That's going to do it all for me. we got a packed week with the Daily Crow rocking as normal Monday through Friday, noon to 2 in the podcast, of course, today and then on Thursday as well. Really excited to break everything down all week, and I want to say thank you yet again for your love and your support of the Spurs Up show from the merchandise, the podcast, the live stream watch-alongs, the live show. Also, guys, forgotten to mention this, at our tour event on Thursday night and every single tour event, we've got special merchandise that the only way you can get it is to be at the spring tour to be at the tour dates, the tour events in person. So come on out. Going to be a really, really good time. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Thursday. Thursday.